So full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guess too We're gonna win the trophy when overdue Can we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London thing Third one is only on the wing Harry's one of our own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the shell side, with the shell side With the shell side's what we sing With the shell side, with the shell side it's a new flood It's the Shelf Side Podcast. It's episode 61. I don't know if this is an emergency podcast. It doesn't have the same feel as the Jose Mourinho sacking podcast, but this is an additional podcast because we just literally, the paint's still drying on episode 60. So what are we calling the club number, man? Uh, you know what? It's an, it's an emergency podcast because to be honest, we've been moaning about not having a manager for ages. Now we have one. So, boy, this is this is big. <laughs> Do we need breaking glass? Lero, please. Okay, but why am I asking the question? Does it feel... Okay, let's wait, wait. Let's rewind, rewind, rewind. So, unless you've been living under the biggest rock and have no satellite or your virgin is playing up like mine always does, you will know by now we have a new manager and his name is Nuno Espirito Santo. And the biggest question is what is his ethnicity? That's a real thing. But we won't go into that because we don't know. Not that it matters, we're just curious. But he is our manager and it doesn't seem to have the fanfare we expected and even in the podcast that you'll probably listen to before or after this episode 60, we were underwhelmed. Um, I'm happy we've got a manager, but I believe we are still slightly underwhelmed. How do you? What are your immediate reactions to the um, hiring of Nuno? I think it's fine. Like it's cool. You know, fine. I'm, yeah, I'm just happy to have a manager. He doesn't. He doesn't excite me. He doesn't excite me. And the thing is, is that I guess the first thing, first thing that comes to mind when people say that it doesn't excite them is like there's an idea that you either want him to fail. That's not it. That is not it. I want him to be an absolute success because if he's a success, Tottenham's a success. I support Tottenham. I don't support Nuno Santos, right? Like the same thing. Look, I love Poch, but um, I don't support Poch. I support Tottenham. I loved Terry Venables. I don't support Terry Venables. I support Tottenham. I loved Harry Redknapp. Don't support Harry Redknapp. I support Tottenham. So that's to me never here nor there. I think the most important thing is that he's a success. I'm not excited about him purely because I don't think the last couple of years he was playing exciting football. I think that he's not in keeping with what Levy said that he was going to look for when he's talking about identity of the club, etc. Um, so I've got that in the front of my mind. But I'm happy to have a plan going forward. I'm happy to see that they've decided someone. I mean, two years of the contract isn't the most encouraging sign, but whatever. If he does well, he'll earn, he'll earn an extension. That's just how it goes. In any job, if you're good, you get more time. And the football, we know football managers should be no different. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what he does. I'm interested to see what he changes. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see if he's his own man. If he feels pressured to play certain players, all that kind of stuff. It's a new era, Tottenham man. It's a new era. I'm really interested to see how it goes, and I'm just wishing him like the most success in the world. Because whether we have Kane or not, I'm happy to get this new era started. We had. 
we had a great time on the porch. It entered a transitional phase where we had Mourinho and half and like a, a, a little bit of a Mason. So I'm happy to wipe it clean. Have you've had our palate cleanser? Had the sorbet. Let's move on to the next course. All right, so we are, I don't know how many minutes in to this emergency pod, just under four minutes in, and we've got a new manager, and you've referenced Poch a few times already. And Poch was trending on Twitter last night, even though we had signed Nuno. So that tells me a lot. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to introduce a fine system for us next season on the pod if we mention Poch. We need to embrace this new era. You're right. And we've, like you say, we've already gone through two men in the hot seat since him. So it's Nuno time. Now, I understand why everyone's concerned. I understand the football was a bit negative, it seems, especially in the last season. But I think there were reasons for that. I think you, your voice does become a bit stale. Um, I think you moved a few players on and he lost really two key components last season in Jota, who he sold, and Jota went to Liverpool and was absolutely firing when fit, and he lost Jimenez. So it's going to be a struggle to lose two of your better players, or probably, one might argue, your best players. I know Neto came to the fore, and I know Podence um, was decent for them last year, but I still think those two don't make up for Jota and Jimenez. But one of the things that Nuno brought to the Premier League, not him solely, but one of his things that people know him for is his playing style of 3-5-2. And 3-5-2 can be attacking or it can be defensive. What do you believe um, his 3-5-2 was? I think, it was I think it's more defensive, man. Like, I think it's, it's one of those things where there's a race attempted to be a solid um, stubborn base in which the attacking players worked on you know more combinations than perhaps our 3-5-2 did under um, Mourinho at times but I think it's definitely about having that secure base and then allowing those guys to express themselves um, I just I, I, I have a general sense of how Wolves play football but I can't say that I know the tactical nuances to say that it was successful. I just think that if they were playing the kind of football we could get excited about, there would be no doubt about the fact that they are doing so. There wouldn't be any questions. And I am not sure that they were playing exciting football, but I do know that they had exciting players and the two things are very different. Yeah, very true. I, I hear that. Uh, they're not even like uh, Leeds who came up and everyone can see they're playing exciting, attacking, possession-based football. Yeah. Wolves weren't doing that. However, I'm a bit unsure as to call it defensive because when I look at the sides that Nuno put out, um, Moutinho, Neves in a midfield without a holding midfielder doesn't strike me as defensive. I know Dendonka came into the mix every now and again, but you would often find a midfield two of those two. Um, you would have three centre-backs, but they probably wouldn't be the best ball-playing centre-backs, and maybe that's where it broke down a little bit. Um, and they often struggled in the first half and became a second-half team, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we were the opposite. We were a first-half team and not a second-half team. 
So we're going to get the flip, potentially. Maybe we can get the full 90. I don't know. But, okay, that's the problem. But he he sold us, or Wolves sold us, uh, Matt Doherty, who made his name as being a, a flying wing back who often appeared in the opposition's box, scored a few goals, got a few assists, and could often be found hanging around at the back post in that 3-5-2 system. We have now have Doherty. We now have Nuno. Do you think he would employ a 3-5-2 at Spurs? Do you think he will bring the best out of Doherty? I think he will employ uh, a 3-5-2 because he... I guess, above all things, half from the fact that he's used it in the past is Paratici also wants to play a, a three-of-the-back system. Like he wants to play 3-5-2. And when you bring in a director of football, they're supposed to set an overarching strategy, a way of playing, and then find the components required to execute that. And this is no different. So, that's that why Conte was number one choice. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. So, to me, he wants that. And go for it. And that's, and, that's, and that's about it. Well, we better start buying centre-backs. We don't have three centre-backs, let alone... Yeah, we don't. So and in. so, links with Skriniar have um, have been brought to the fore again. So, there's that to be considered. Um, so, yeah. There's the French... Young French centre-back. Con... Coudé? Yeah. Coudé? Yeah, Coudé, yeah. who currently plays for Sevilla, who said he wants to go to Madrid, and Madrid apparently don't want him. Uh, there's the Bologna centre-back, Japanese chap, yeah. whose name I don't know. Um, there's talks of Joachim Anderson. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've got Toby still, and we've got Roden, who did acquit himself well at the Euros for the time that he was in there. Yeah. Um, so, but we need at least two in the door, right? If we're going to play three, five, two. Yeah, we do. We do, for sure. So, something to watch out for. We can get probably early indication of the likely formation under Nuno. So, Nuno will be in from. The beginning of the preseason, that was always the worry that come Monday next week when we when a lot of the players are back, we would be managerless and Mason would have to step up. So Nuno would be in there, he's touched on that. He's going we need to hit the ground running. Uh he's going to be reliant on a few youth team players stepping up into the squad to make the training. Obviously once ball work comes in, make it um even. And we've got a few youth that will probably feature or should feature in the Conference League. Um, I can sh- sure see the likes of Kane and a few others probably feigning injury if they have to play in the Conference League, especially the early stages. So, Nuno is not a man really known for bringing through players from the youth system. That doesn't mean he doesn't like playing young players because obviously Neto came in. He's played Neto. I don't think Podence is particularly old. He's played Podent. And he bought the striker Fabio. Is it Fabio Silva? Yeah, um, for a lot of money. That was not a good buy. I'm not saying it was a great buy. Um, I'm just saying he's really young, and he played him. I know he had to because Jimenez was injured, but he's not afraid of playing young players. But he didn't really bring through the players from the academy, and I think they had was it Morgan Gibbs White, Gibson White, there? Yes, and yes, yes. He kind of died, tapered off when he looked like a really bright prospect. So, how do you see um, Nuno working with the youth players that he has at Spurs? Because that was another thing that the um, in the letter to the fans that uh, Levy pointed out that Spurs de- attacking DNA and working with the youth and bringing through the youth. I mean, he must have shown a level of commitment to doing that because our our managers have been dismissed for 
for doing exactly for not for refusing to do exactly that. Um, so, how do I see him work with the youth? It's hard to see. It's hard to say, man. I don't think he's particularly got a track record. I'll bring him through youth, like a crime. He's only got a two-year contract. Yeah. Brother. So I don't know, man. I, I don't think it, I think it's way too early to say. I don't see. I don't. He doesn't strike me as a, as a manager who does do that. So. Guess we'll see. I'm not overly hopeful in that. I, and also, I think it's where you categorise youth, right? So, for players like anyone who's made a first-team appearance or has substantial experience in the in first-team squads, so maybe like a, a skip, a session, etc., you can't really... Do they still count as youth? I don't know. But I, I think I, skip I think, does. I think he needs to make a statement. He needs to make a statement really early, right? So, I think when you look at managers in the past... There have been players that they've brought through who have added a little... Just even for mentally, they've revitalised the squad because, you know, they're, they're fresh, they're unburdened by the history, they want to bring in new ideas. Eventually, sometimes, they get that coached out of them, but they, they do come through with that. And he just needs to show that. He needs to come in and then maybe, like, start a skip ahead of a Winks or start a Tanganga where, you know, perhaps he wouldn't start, like, start a road on. Like, he needs to, he needs to do that really early to show that things are going to change because if he starts playing the same team that we saw towards the end of last season then I mean what's the point and I agree with that wholeheartedly and that is where I was going with it because yes you've got youth that need to come up and come in but predominantly we've got Sessegnon coming back and I'm not saying Sessegnon should replace um, Reguillon straight away I'm not saying if at all. I'm saying he's a young player who hasn't been given a chance at left-back. And maybe those two dovetail, and there are full-backs on the left-hand side. You've got an issue at right-back. Doherty may not be good enough. You sold him. Aurier may be off. Who plays there? Is that Tanganga when fit? Or is there somebody in the youth team that can come up and play there? Then you've got the likes of... Um, Roden, as you mentioned, who needs to be a stalwart, especially if we're playing a free... I'm not having any reason why Rodon isn't playing, right? He has to start the season. After the Euros he's had, what he's shown last season, he needs to be starting. So you're right. These are the decisions that Nuno has to make, and he has to make these decisions and get these players integrated and first-team players and feel like the first-team players. And then you've got Skip, who I would class as a youth player because he hasn't really featured or he probably doesn't feel like a proper first-team player at Spurs. He wasn't Norwich, played the whole season, but he doesn't seem like the character that's going to come back around and say, ah, oh, I'm back now, I've won the championship, I'm a big-time Charlie, play me. He's probably, when you grow up in a system, all the way from a child, and your heart desires to play for the club you love, you don't see yourself as a first-team player. And it takes a while but Skip needs to be shown that love and shown that the manager has the confidence in him and that he's key to the success of Tottenham going forward. And then when you look further forward, and I think this is going to be absolutely vital, when you look further forward, we know strikers are a premium. And even if we sell Harry Kane for upward of 100 million, there'll probably be some player exchange in there. And unless we get a striker... And even if we do get a striker, we still need backup. Now, I know Nuno is Portuguese, and that may mean Vinicius stays around, but I don't think we're signing Vinicius for the £45 million. If he has another loan term with us, maybe he stays around. But if he doesn't, then it's imperative that Scarlett and Troy Parrott 
at least one of those two make the first team squad and actually feature in the first team squad. And I mean, be on the bench as much as possible and get minutes so we don't stunt their growth and development, especially Scarlett. I mean, but and, when you think about the formation that you mentioned earlier, he likes to play with a number nine. Neither of those guys are number nine playback by themselves, per se. I don't want to talk about stature or size because I did the Aguero wasn't the biggest, right? But he, he did it, and he did it at a high level. So I don't want to say that because Scarlett's not tall, he can't do it. But um, how do you... he's not, not tall. I think he's not big. He's, he hasn't grown into his physicality yet. I'm not sure how tall he is, but he doesn't strike me as somebody who's short. He doesn't have the stature currently of someone who can play up to by themselves. Um, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if okay. So let's just say Kane goes right. Um, are you looking to buy someone who's going to help? Are you going to buy? Are you looking to buy someone who's going to grow into the role, or are you looking to buy someone? For example, let's let's get let's say we get a Gabriel Jesus as part of a deal with Man City, right? Yeah. Will you still buy another striker? Well, would I? Yeah. It depends. If, if, if it were down to me, I would need to know if I think Scarlett can play. But I would, because I think with the Conference League, you probably need three strikers. You need your number one striker, you need your backup striker, and then you need your backup to your backup. Your backup striker probably needs to have a bit of experience and probably, like I said, a bit of stature. And then Scarlett can come in or Parrot and fill in where necessary and can play off of one of those two. And that's what I would do. But the striker you buy isn't going to be your number one striker if you've taken Jesus in that deal. Right? But for me, the minutes have to be found for Scarlett next season if he's staying. If he's going on loan, then you've made that decision. But if he's staying, he's five foot eleven. Uh, he's still 17 so he probably yeah. can grow an inch or two mm, that's true that's true yeah. so he's taller than, he's 70, taller than I thought yeah yeah he's 74 kg which is slender but again in a year or two he could easily fill out like we can't judge his frame until he's 21 in all reality but at 5'11 he could end up being 6'6'1 and that's tall enough once he gets that size but Nuno has to bring him through we can't go season upon season without utilising the youth that's there or else there's no point in having the academy. And he's a starlet and everybody at the club knows it. So we've got to get him playing or get him experience elsewhere. That's it for me. Like He needs to. And as for Doherty, I think in the Conference League, there are games where you could play, not Doherty, sorry, Parrot. You can play Parrot and Scarlet together. Parrot drops into a number 10 role more often than not. Every time I've seen him, he drops into that 10 role. Yeah. He's he's more, I'm going to say this and get shot down, he's more a Harry Kane type number nine than an outright Aguero type number nine running in behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't know whether that's by design or that's the way he naturally plays, but every time I've seen him, even when I see him for Ireland, He's dropping into. He wears ten and dropping into a ten roll. No, no, no. To, I, 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 to me, I see someone's got to bang goals, man. That's what you want, but 
I'm just saying, I think they, they can play together, but it depends on the formation he employs, it depends on how much he trusts the youth, and it depends on how much he values the Conference League as well. You know, yeah. Because, like you say, he's favoured um, Jimenez as a, uh, a number nine, it's, uh, up top by himself pretty much for Wolves, and when he unfortunately got that injury uh, last season, Wolves were frankly blunt. They were very, very blunt up top. And Fabio Silva couldn't do it. And it's re- almost reminiscent of Kane as the sole number nine at the club. And then us struggling to score goals when he's been absent. But yes, we've had Son, who's filled in, uh, Delhi and Lucas in the past as well. But I think he needs to embrace two up top. And I think he needs to embrace the youth that we've got there. Okay, that's and it. make sure you know, make sure we get another striker. And that's fair. So when we're looking about, when we think about transfers, right... We, you know, we spoke about what we're going to do about strikers and how that might work. We have, um, we have the spectre of Mendes looming over us because he seems to have a finger in every pie we're trying to, we're trying to bake, <laughs> eat, buy, whatever. Um, he Santos is supposedly Mendes' first ever client, so they, I'm assuming they've got a very good bond there, right? The Mendes connection hasn't done too well for us in the past um, I don't know if it's supposed to be any better for us moving forward how does that make you feel about the prospects of Tottenham's transfer dealings how much of an influence I dropped the mic think, again sorry I dropped the mic again how much of, a, how much of, an, of an influence do you think he will have um, Mendes on our transfers uh, versus um, Pabtici Uh, Mendes, once he gets his claws in, I think he's all over it. Yeah. And it is, it is concerning me. I mean, look, the GOAT, he's not the GOAT, but people call him the GOAT. Messi is a free agent today. He, right? he is the GOAT. But <laughs> carry on. That's a different conversation altogether. It's not a conversation. Because, no, no, you can't just... You can't compare players from previous eras to current eras because Messi can skip around seven players. Like, in the 60s, he would have got kicked up in the air and probably fallen on his head they, and not if, play again. You know, if, they caught, if they caught him. Yeah, if they caught him. Yeah, you're assuming they would have held him. He wouldn't have run away. You're, you're assuming he would have been caught. Mm, just saying. Just so anyway. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. The, goat, the GOAT is a free agent. He's a free agent today, so... I know he's not a Mendes client. I don't think he's a Mendes client. But he's not a Mendes could, client. Could he be brought in? Could the other Mendes major clients, so, bro, as in Cristiano... Put him where? No, I'm, I'm theorising. I'm saying the Mendes influence. If, if it's Whoa. a good thing, <laughs> then Cristiano could come in if we sold Kane, right? Paratici, Juve, there's a connections there. Could we utilise those to get a Cristiano figure? Would you take a Cristiano at 36 for a season or two back in the Premier League as a number nine if you lost Kane? Yeah, just to piss off Man United fans. <laughs> but this is my point, right? If, if Mendes isn't doing that, I don't want him anywhere near anything else because it seems like we're getting the leftovers. Just dregs. I'm not interested. I don't want him. I don't want any of his clients, apart from Pogba, I don't want any of them. Well, we're not getting Pogba. Exactly. So, sure. exactly. So I don't want any of them, man. Anyway, it doesn't even matter if you get Pogba. You're not getting France Pogba. Yeah, so, that's true. France Pogba. 
Francois is a different guy, bro. He's a different guy. He's a different breed. Wow. You want France? Yeah, if I you're going to buy Pogba, like, I need a package still. I need Pogba Kante. Kante, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I worry. I too worry about the Mendes influence. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's wriggled his way in there and it surprises me with Levy, but Mendes is about... Mendes is Well, about. look, Paratici has to just show whether he's a man or a mouse. That's actually it. Well, Paratici's made a bold statement by getting um, Nuno in, right? Uh, apparently he wanted him at Juve. I guess... We don't know. It will come out in the wash whether it's all of these managers turned us down, if we actually went for some of the, them or not, but as it stands, there's blood on someone's hands, whether that be Levy or Paratici, if we went for all of these managers and we failed. Now, you could argue Rogers, Nagelsmann were before Paratici's time. I don't know if that's necessarily true because I've, it's clear that Paratici, his start date is today and it's clear that he was doing work behind the scenes before today. Yeah, exactly. So we don't really know. But Paratici, this is his first major input into the club by bringing Mendes in. And he will pretty much live or die by this decision, I think. Because if it's the wrong one, I don't think he's going to get many chances after that from the fans and maybe not from Levy. Because by all accounts, Levy had to be convinced to get Nuno in. Yeah, which... Has anyone ever successfully convinced Daniel Levy of anything? <sighs> no, not really. So so you saying that that's a good thing? Well, I just wonder, like, it just feels a bit dodgy. Like to say, it's almost like, oh, you know, letting that, first of all, letting that out there is like, oh, well, you know, if it all goes wrong, you guys didn't want me, do you guys didn't want me controlling things. You're like, oh, Daniel Levy, back away. And I did. And then they went hiding, you know, and now look at us. Like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a transformational period. It really is. You've gone for somebody who hasn't won anything really um, as a manager. He's won the championship, um, but you could have got quite a few managers that have won the championship um, in if that's that were the case. If that was the benchmark, so he hasn't really won anything as a manager. Hasn't really set the world alight. Depending on who you speak to, they have good things to say about Nuno. Um, but he doesn't seem to be a great mind. He's not a Bielsa. Yeah. He's not a pet. People ain't, are not speaking about him. They're not speaking about him like they were speaking about Arteta when he was a Man City coach, for example. So I don't really know how this is going to play out. But time will tell. What do you think... What are your expectations for the forthcoming season? I know it's early doors because transfers all around haven't been concluded. Um, but your, your, your immediate reactions and what do you think his expectations are? Top six, I think he would have been told top four. Um, but yeah, my, my expectations is like top six. I think other teams have had a less tumultuous off-season. They're their squads have remained relatively stable with, you know, a few additions. 
Um, Man City definitely have a hole to fill regarding a striker up top, but the likelihood is that they'll do that and they'll probably get who they want. So that's not really something to be doubted. And then you look at you look at Chelsea. You know they just come off the back of a Champions League win. Tuchel will probably want to continue with things that like they are. We'll cut a few minor additions. Man United going to get minor Haaland. I mean, if they get Haaland. Someone's going to get Haaland. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but even if, even if they don't get Haaland, like, you know, Werner would have had a season under his belt, right? So that's also just going to, like, help help boost things. So to me, I think we've had quite a, a tumultuous summer. Uh, the majority of our deans have been out there. We've now got, we're in a race against time to get the right players in, considering also international tournaments. So when I put that in consideration, I would say... Top six is the expectation, is the hope. But I think he's definitely going to be told. He definitely would have been told top four. No doubt. So you're happy to be West Ham? I didn't say I was happy. You, you didn't ask me what I wanted. You asked me what my expectations <laughs> are. Those are two very different things. So you expect us to be West Ham? Okay, to say that I expect us to be West Ham in any way, shape or form, in any conversation is the wrong thing. I don't expect us to be West Ham. We'll never be West Ham because... I mean, no one can fall that far from grace. It's just not. It's just not possible. But in terms of finishing the top six and being or finishing sixth, even like if I look at this season and I look where the two Manchester clubs are, where Liverpool are, where Chelsea are, where Leicester are, how many of those clubs do you think we're above? Uh, none of them. But everyone has a bad season. Everyone has a bad season. How, do you know how many seasons you're going to have? To, do you know how many people are going to have to have bad seasons for? For my supposed implication of us being West Ham would have to be. They have to but at least one of the top five will have a bad season next year. Maybe Vardy's a year too old next year. Maybe. Maybe. And we finish fifth. <laughs> I mean, look, the expectation of the hope is to get Champions League football. Do I think we're going to get it? No, I don't think we're going to get it. Not, not as our, our squad is currently constructed. And not with the way I'm seeing our manager. But, look, when the facts change, the opinions change, right? And at the end of the day, it seemed like with Mourinho and the and the, the purchases that we had made, we had a squad that was going to challenge on all fronts. We didn't challenge on any. So, look, I'm always happy to be proven wrong when it comes to Tottenham. But right now, you won't have me saying that we'll finish any better than sixth. I'm going top four. Of course you are. We are two defenders and a midfielder and a striker or striker <laughs> and a and goalkeeper, a goalkeeper. And a plan. <laughs> no, I think we'll have a plan. I think the beauty of may not like the plan, but I think we'll have a plan with Nuno. And I don't think the plan will be playing in moments um, on a counter attack. I don't think that will be the plan. However, I think it won't be the Bielsa way, but I think we looked at it last season and we weren't a million miles away from having a decent side, right? We weren't a million miles away. And I know it wasn't a great season, but we weren't a million miles away. We can't defend for Toffee. If he can sort of defence, which doesn't mean playing 11 men behind the ball, then I think we stand a chance. And someone's going to have a bad season. And we need to have a really good season. And things need to click for us to get top four. And a bit of luck. But 
I can't be buying another season ticket if we're finishing West Ham. I might as well just go to London Stadium. No, you don't do that, mate. Might yeah, not, might not make it out alive. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I but, mean, yeah, but that, that's just that's just where I'm at, man. Really is like we're supposed to be happy. Nah, nah, you can't just you can't just demand <laughs> happiness. No, 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 you got to you got to make me happy, bruv. You got my default setting. For those who are who listen to the pod, know that my default setting is not happy. It's not. So you have to make me happy, bruv. And look, I am happier because we made progress. Like I said, he's not my guy right now. Like he wasn't who I wanted to go for. But I've been wrong before, man, and I'm and I'm fine with that. And if I'm wrong again. I'll be happy. I'll be more than happy. Most of us were wrong with Poch. That's true. That's true. That's true. Feels very similar to Poch. Nah, not for me. Not for me. And well, he managed another Premier League side. They weren't in the top ten. They had some good moments. Everyone questioned it when he came in. His English is better than Poch's. <laughs> or Poch's was. was yeah. But well, but yeah. Listen. One, one you know to be a success is the beginning of a new era, man. And let's look forward to it with positivity, hope and encouragement because, you know, despite it being the fact that the hope is the hope that kills you, it's where we are, man. It's where we are. Okay, let's wrap there then. Cool, 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 cool. So listen, guys, thank you very much for listening. As always, do follow us on Twitter, Shelf Pod. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Five stars only because we only give you five star content. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. It's um, it's later from me, and it's ciao from me. Remember to give someone ciao Bella. Give, remember to give someone the gift of the pod, guys. And uh, so we've we've signed the manager. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we signed the right one. I was gonna say, what are you gonna say now? But if not, Tottenham will last a little longer than the manager will. So smile, because the sun always shines on the shelf side. Lero, run the outro. Show side, with the show side, with the show side, talking. With the show side, with the show side, talking. With the show side, with the show side, talking.